Gemara, Mu'ayt Katan, Daftet Vav, Al-Masichet has been dedicated by our good friend, Mr. Martin Rani, Fashir Lema'afadar Rab, Betzal'el, Ben Mazal Tov. El Narefanelo, Betok Shar Cholei Yisrael. Amen, we begin today's Daf on Yiddalar Amud Bet with two lines from the bottom. We start from the words, Avel Asur Betasporet. So a mourner is forbidden to cut his hair. Midik Amar Dehula Hamanan Lebnei Aharon. Kadosh Baruch Hu, told Bnei Aharon when they were mourning the deaths of their brothers, Nadab Abihu, Rashechem al Tifra'u. So there they were told, you should not leave your heads um, Tifra'u, which means do not, uh, uh, do not leave your hair to grow. Pera would be a growth of hair. So they were not allowed to grow the hair, they actually had to cut their hair. So the Gemara's Doresh, Michlal de Kula Alma Asur. They had a special heter to uh, cut their hair and not to let it grow. Mashiach and everybody else, well, other types of Avelim, they must let their hair grow. Rashi Al Tiflau. Gidul Se'ad, the high Kra Gabe Mithat Nadaba Abihu Kitib, Umid Esterich Kra, the Mishrebehu, Michlal de Aharini Asurim. Exactly. That's the main point. Now the Gemara says, Minudinum tzura'in ma'hum betasporet. This is going to be the style of today's Gemara. We're going to go through Avel, Minudeh, Mitzorah, and every one of the laws. So now the next question is, what about a Minudeh? Somebody that's excommunicated or Mitzorah. Is he allowed to cut their, are they allowed to cut their hair? Tashema, Minudinum tzura'in, Asurim saper ulchabes. Okay, so it's Beferush Braita, where it says that a Minudeh and a Mitzorah, they're not allowed to, uh, uh, cut their hair and then allowed to launder their clothes. Minude shemet. Side point: A minude that died, uh, that when he passes away, they put him in a coffin. They stone his coffin. <coughs> it doesn't mean that they put a heap of stones like they did when the Betin sends a large stone to place on the coffin. So that's a, a, a separate a separate dean over there. She comes along and says, Top line. Uh, uh, I Right, the reason why we're learning one because we're going to learn one from the other. So therefore we put Menudin and Mitzurayim next to Avilut because they're going to be learned from each other. Okay, Menudin Shemet. Sefad de Braitao. Okay, so that's that. Um, okay, just a side question. The Chaora, I mean, uh, why weren't they able to bring it Ayah from Al Mishnah? For these things over here. Lechaura, Al Mishnah clearly said that in the Holam uh, a, a menudeh that was taken out of his nidui would be allowed to shave on Holam but implying that what? Implying that normally he's not allowed to not allowed to shave if he's a menudeh. So he had to be taken out of his nidui in order to be able to uh, to take a haircut. That means when he's a menudeh, he can't take a haircut. Why, why do I have to bring a bright? The Chara from the Mishnah, it sounds like Minudeh is not allowed to take a haircut. I don't know why the Gemara didn't bring, uh, didn't bring that. 
anybody have anything on that? Let's see, Tosfot, Menudin, Musulim, Mamet, Tosfot, Mero, Shoye, Parua, no, by the Echo, the letter, Bezun, Mokelekam, Mamet, Tosfot, it? No, it doesn't bring that down either. Okay. Maybe from Mitzorah, Rabbi? Huh? Maybe from Mitzorah? Okay, I mean, the Mishnah brought Mitzorah too. The Mitzorah that came out of his uh, Tahara on the holiday, so he's allowed to cut his hair. Applying a regular Mitzorah would not be allowed to cut the hair. Also. So, okay. That's a stomach question. Okay, the Gemara comes along now and continues. Avel hayev hayav ba'atifatarosh. So the mourner is obligated to cover his head. In the olden days, they do that. The mourners would cover their head like put a sheet or a bag at the top of their head, would reach their lips. So God told Yechazkel, when he commanded him not to mourn. This is a strange case, eh? because Yehazkel was in mourning for his wife, but the God told him, you know, do not mourn. So for whatever God told Yehazkel not to do, we learned that a regular mourner has to do. So one of the things he told him, right? do not cover yourself up to your lips with a covering. Everybody else would be high up to do such a thing. What about if somebody's excommunicated? So we can learn it when we talk about, we learn the fast days. So when they make these uh, 13 fast days, because there's a calamity that fell to Jewish people, well, let's say there's a drought. So it says when it comes to the last days, and they still weren't answered, it says the hachamim, they wrap themselves, and they sit, like an excommunicated person, and a mourner. Until God has mercy on them from the heavens. So what do you see over here? That a minudeh covers his head. Because they're comparing the people who are fasting that they should cover their heads like a minudeh. So the Gemara says, no. No, could be over there uh, the fact that there's no rain or there's a calamity. That's considered excommunicated from heaven. So maybe when somebody's excommunicated from heaven, it's more severe. That's why they have to cover their head. But maybe a regular man who there from the Tabi Hachamim, maybe that's not considered severe enough to cover. So you have no raya. Mitzorah ma'obati patarosh. The Gemara then asks, what about a mitzorah covering his hair, covering his head? Tashema ba'asafam ya'ateh. So clearly why the mitzorah says, and they should cover themselves up to their lips. Michla shahaya ba'ati patarosh. The mourner is not allowed to wear tefillin. When he was mourning, God told him, Your pe'er, which is a tefillin, should remain upon you. Implying, The pe'er is the tefillin. So therefore, implying everybody else, the tefillin should not be worn when they are, uh, when they are avel. Now, we're going to discuss over here the days. It's not the whole week. Could be it's the first day of Avelut. The Gemara will discuss that later on. How how much of the Avelut is the mourner exempt from wearing uh, tefillin? Menudeh ma'ob tefillin. If somebody's excommunicated, what about his responsibility to tefillin? The Gemara leaves that in the tikkun. Mitzora ma'ob tefillin. Tashema behad sarua. We learned this yesterday that a bot kohen gadol comes to include that even a kohen gadol is subject to the laws of sarat. So what? He has to rip his clothes. 
בראשו יהיה פרוע, and his hair is פרוע. אין פריעה אלא גידול שיער. The Mitzvah has to grow his hair, the very beliezer. רבי עקיבא אומר, נאמר הוויה בראש. It says, ראשו יהיה, it says the word יהיה by ראשו, ונאמרה הוויה בבגד. And it says הוויה, the word יהיה by בגדים. Like it says, בגדיו יהיו פירומים. So we make a גזירה שווה between the בגדים and the, uh, and, the, um, and the hair. And what's the גזירה שווה? מה הוויה האמורה בבגד, דבר שחוץ מגופו, just like a garment is obviously something that's uh, external from his body. So too when it mentioned the hair, it's referring to something that's external from the body. And what's that? My love, Atifidin. Therefore from there we learn that he's... My love, Atifidin. And therefore, we can learn according to the Akiba that... Actually, Mitzvah is forbidden to wear tefillin. Obviously, the Ezra is going to argue. So, because we have a machloket in how to learn this derasha over here. And if you make this gezerasha havaya havaya from Rosh to, uh, to Beged, we're going to see just like a Beged is something external. Uh, and therefore, the parua uh, is also something external. And it says, yeah, parua. Parua from an external item. What's the external item that a person puts on his head? Tefillin. So, therefore, Rabbi Akiva will say that a Mitzvah is patur from uh, tefillin. Amar Papa, no, no, maybe Rabbi Akiva doesn't refer to Tefidin. Akumta Vesudra, it's referring to the turban and the hat. That normally a person wears a turban and a hat, but the Mitzorah cannot wear these external hats. Okay, so therefore we have no ra'ayah for Tefidin. Okay, it's just a little strange because we did just say a second ago that the Mitzorah has to cover his head. You have to wear this, this sheet over his head. Now you tell me why. He doesn't cover his head. So if you look at Tosafot Menudeh, Ma'u ba'atifat ha-rosh, Amar Yosef ta'ashema, Ve'lo nere'e lo devera papa demuki ilosho, Ye parua akumta ve'sudra. You see, he, he has a girsah menudeh. He doesn't have the girsah that we have mitzorah. Probably for that reason. Because our girsah that has mitzorah, we have a stila lechaurah in the Gemara. Because we just said, He's supposed to cover his hair. Now you tell me you don't cover your hair? So therefore he puts it as menudeh. You see, the Buddha trained menudeh. So that would uh, settle that, uh, that issue over there. Okay. Abel asur b'she'elat shalom. Abel is not allowed to engage in greeting people. They come out of Rahman al-Hizkel. This is actually a case where God told Yehizkel that he has to act like an Abel. The certain things that he told him don't follow. And certain things he told them, follow. This is one of the things he told them to actually follow as a mourner. What did he tell them? Ha'anek dom. Ha'anek dom means you have to be grieving, ha'anek, and dom, and be silent. Be silent meaning from greeting people. Menu shalom. What about someone's excommunicated? Amar of Yosef. Tashema. U'b'she'elat shalom she'ben adam l'chavero. Ke'bnei adam al-nizufim l'makom. Remember, we learned the Masechah Ta'anit that in the last fasts, when they weren't answered yet, so the people have to uh, refrain from greeting each other. It says, like, somebody that is nazuf from makom. So therefore, you see what? Somebody that is excommunicated cannot have she'elat shalom. So the Gemara says, which we saw this, this distinction already, shani. 
That maybe over there in Gemara Tanit, he's a minudela shamayim. God excommunicated him. Maybe that's why it's more severe. But you have no ayah to a regular excommunication. Mitzorah ma'u b'she'elat shalom. What about a mitzorah? L'gabeh she'elat shalom. Tashema ba'al safam ya'teh. So he learns from this pasuk over there, which literally means he should cover himself up, up to his lips. That his lips should be covered, meaning they should be sealed. And he should be like a menude and an avel. shalom is going to be forbidden to make she'elat shalom. Now, the Gemara says here, Shma'mina. So from here we have a ayah legabeh mesorah. So the Gemara says, wait, forget about mesorah, we can go back to menudeh now. Because we just said that this mesorah, his lips should be sealed, and he's like a menudeh. And we just asked the question, what about a menudeh by she'elat shalom? And now we have an answer. Because it's saying the mesorah is like the menudeh. And therefore it sounds like what? That both asur b'she'elat Shalom. V'nifshot minem minudeh. Amar Ravaha bar Pinchas b'shemed Rav Yosef. And we're going to see this answer a few times today. Mi ketani she'asur. It doesn't say that he is asur to do this like a minudeh. Ela says, sh'yeheh ki minudeh u'chabel ketani. He's like a minudeh b'mili aharanaita. Regarding other items. Not the specific item of she'elat shalom. And therefore, v'asur nami b'she'elat shalom. Actually, the Mitzvah is also Asur B'She'elat Shalom. He's similar to a Menudeh in certain things, which we don't discuss, whatever they are. And he also has an additional item. What's the additional item the Mitzvah has? That is forbidden to do She'elat Shalom. So therefore, you have no proof from the Brayta, which is, if it would have said Ve'asur, Ve'asur sounds like, and he is Asur B'She'elat Shalom, like a Menudeh. But it says She'asur. It is asur like a menudeh, meaning regarding other regarding other items. Uh, do we have Rashi on that? Miketani kim nudeh, the bottom Rashi there, she asur b'she'elat shalom. Okay, doesn't say. Abel asur b'devre Torah. Okay, a mourner is asur to study so this is a case where God told the Azkir that he cannot study Torah, he must remain silent. What about a Menudeh? So it says, He could teach and others may teach him. He may be hired and others may work for him. Muhram is a higher level of Nidui. That's someone that's put in the chedem. Lo shonev v'lo shonim lo. He cannot learn and they cannot teach him. Lo neskar v'lo neskarim lo. He cannot be hired out and they cannot work for him. Aval shoneu la'atzmo. He could learn quietly to himself. Shelo yavsik in the Buddha. We don't want him to stop and interrupt his learning. Ve'osel lo chanut ketana b'shul panasatom. He's allowed to make a small shop in order to make some panasat to sell his life, to sell his wares. Ve'amarav. What does that mean? He can sell water in the market of Arabot, which means privately he can make some panasa by selling water. But what do you see? Even the Mukhuram is able to study Torah. That's somebody that is excommunicated 
he's allowed to still study Torah. Mitzorah ma'u bedevre Torah. What about a tzara'at? The mitzorah, can he study Torah? Tashema. Vodatam lebanecha vodebanecha. So the Torah comes along and says, you should teach your children and your grandchildren Torah. Yom asher amadta lefnei Hashem edoecha bechorev. And it juxtaposes it next to the pasuk that talks about that we stood at Har Sinai. Ma lehalan, just like when we received the Torah at Sinai. Be'ema. We received the Torah in uh, dread, in trembling, in fear, beretet is trembling, in, uh, in, uh, in sweating, so to speak. So the Gemara comes along and says, Mikan Amru, so what do you see here? The Torah has to be studied under those uh, conditions. Fear, awe, dread. Mikan Amru, from here they learn, Hazavin v'amitzura'in bu'alenidot. Anybody that has tum'ah on them, like a zav, a mitzorah, or somebody that cohabitated with a uh, nida, mutarim neklot matorah b'nevi'im v'ketubim. So they can study uh, Torah, nevi'im and ketubim v'deshnot b'medrash, they can study medrash, even if they have tum'ah on themselves. U'beshas, that's the Gemara, u'ba'alachot b'gadot. However, u'ba'alei karyan asurim, but u'ba'al keri, he's going to be... Asud. Now, what's the reason why I was sitting between Baal Keri and these other types of uh, Tum'ah? So that she says, Baal Keri Asudin. Which means there's, uh, there's different types of uh, Tum'ah. So if, if a person had a seminal discharge, so then already that's a, that comes through frivolity, you know, it comes through lightheadedness, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a type of Tum'ah that lacks fear and, uh, you know, dread and all that. Therefore, he cannot study Torah. So therefore, the Torah is coming to teach you that what? That a Mitzurah can't study Torah. The only question we have on this bright Shramina, the only question on this Braita is, you told me that somebody is a Bo'el Nidot. If somebody is a Bo'el Nida, obviously, he's so keri. So why is the Bo'el Nida allowed to study Torah? Chaurat, isn't he a Baal Keri? So you have to say, he says over here in the note, that uh, is dealing with a person who immersed shortly after cohabitating with the Nida. So at least he removed the Kedi from him. He just has the Tumat Nida on him, which is seven days. There's two types of Tum'ah when the guy goes with a Bo'el Nida. He has Tumat Kedi, obviously. And he has the Tumat of Nida on him for seven days. So we're talking about a guy who was Bo'el Nida, went to the Mikveh, got the Kedi off of him, and now he just has the Nida. Okay, that's not going to be a, 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 a Tum'ah. That's going to restrict him from studying Torah. Aver, so therefore you see from this Gemara, it's interesting. If a person, person, uh, uh, you know, from, from, from this Gemara, it sounds like a Baal Kedi cannot study Torah. He has to metahed himself. That's, a, that's a, again, part of what we learned, but it's not so fair, was metaken that uh, Baal Kedi should go to the uh, but this sounds like modern Ezra Sofi. This sounds like it's a, it's, it's a pasuk from the Torah. We have a hekesh between Yom Asher Amantam and Hodatam Lebanecha. We, we learned in Masechet Barakot that Ezra Sofi was metaken, that a Baal Keri should go study Torah, should go to the Mikveh. And then we said that we mevatel the Takana because it was too difficult. But here it sounds like it's a, it's a different reason. It's a Yom Asher Amantam. Kanre, not everybody agrees with this, because the Gemara said, the Vire Torah is not Mechabel Tum'ah. Okay, Abel Asur Betechboset. Abel is Asur, the morning is Asur to launder his clothes, Dikhtiv. 
וישלח יואב תקועה, ויקח משם אישה חכמה, ויאמר אליה התאבלי נא, ולבשי נא בכדי אבל, ואל תסוכי שמן והיט, כי אישה זה ימים רבים מתאבלת על מת. אז מסתורי מר אבטא, אבשלום קילד his brother Amnon, that was after the Amnon and Tamar story in the, uh, in the Nebi'im. And what does it say over there? That Yoav, so then David banished uh, Avshalom. And uh, Yoav was trying to make peace, and therefore he sent him a, uh, he sent David a lady who dressed up like an Avela in order to try to persuade uh, David to bring back Avshalom. And when she dressed up like an Avela, one of the things it says is, that she wore Bigdeh Evel. What is Bigdeh Evel? Bigdeh Evel must mean unlaundered clothes. So therefore from here you see that an Avel cannot launder the clothes. Menudin im Surahim, mahen betachboset. What about a menudeh and a metzorah legabet tachboset? Tashema, menudin im Surahim, asurim, saperu chabeh, straightforward. Menudeh and a metzorah, forbidden to Loan the clothes. A mourner is high up to rip his clothes. By Bnei Aaron, when they lost their brothers, it says, which means your clothes do not rip, implying everybody else. That everybody else will be high up to rip. What about a menude? They give another example in a teku. Mitzora, mau bekriya. What about a mitzorah legabeh kiri'ah? Tashema begadav yihiyu firumim. So clearly it says by the mitzorah, his clothes will be ripped. Shiyihu mikura'im. Shema mina. Avel hayav bekifiyat amita. So a mourner is obligated to turn over the bed. Netane bar kapara. We have a statement regarding that. We move to the amud bet. Demut diyukni נתתי בהם, ובעוונותיהם הפכתיה, כפו מיתותיהן עליה. דימות דיוקני, God says, I put my image on, on humans, and as a result of their sins, their image becomes deteriorated, because when a person dies, what happens? He loses his image, his face deteriorates, because of his sins, obviously that's why he dies. So therefore, to symbolize that concept, כפו מיתותיהם עליה, turn over the beds, that just like he turned over, he was forced, he caused the turning over of his image, so they turn over the bed to be miramez to that concept. I saw some bring down, because on the bed, that's where he was created from, because that's where the person has tashwish on the bed. So they would turn over the bed. When he was born, now we turn it over, implying his death. Do they turn over the bed? says, A mourner is not allowed to engage in work. I will turn your holidays into mourning. So it's comparing Hag to Avelut. Just like a Hag is obviously not allowed to work, so to Avel. How about a Menudeh? Can he work? Amar of Yosef. This is again by the fast days that we know the Masechet Ta'anit. That when we said that you cannot go to work on the, on the days that are more severe, the later fasts. So we said that one is not allowed to engage in, in work. 
That's only in the daytime. Aval balayla mutar. But at night, the night before the fast, it's mutar. Vechen atam motze b'menude u'b'avel. That what? And you see the same thing. That what? They can't go to work during the day. My lab akudu. So must be referring to all the things that menudein avel have all the laws of these severe fast days. And one of the things we said is what? They can't go to work. Lo ashara. Again, same answer like we learned above. No, it's not referring to all the things. Other things. It's just that the fast days have something more strict. And that is they cannot go to work. But the Minudin Abel, they have other things that are like the fast days, but not necessarily the Inyan of work. And then she says, Diktani Lo Ashara, referring to, let's say, Atifatarosh and other things, but not necessarily, uh, not necessarily work. Tosfot says, Ne'ilat Sandal, Asiat Melacha, etc. Right, not Asiyat Melacha, because obviously that's what we're trying to prove. Tosfot is Ne'ilat Sandal, wearing uh, shoes. Both, both cannot wear shoes, let's say. So the Gemara comes along and says, Tashema, Menudesh Shoneh Veshonim Lo. Niskar, Veniskarim Lo. Oh, this is clear proof. We said a Menudeh, he's able to learn, and he's able to teach others. And we said, right, Shoneh, Shoneh is able to teach, Veshonim Lo, they're able to teach him. Niskar, Veniskarim Lo. And he can be hired. Also right there, if he can be hired, that means obviously he's working. Shmat minai, a proof that obviously he's allowed to work. Mitzorah, ma'u ba'asyat melacha. What about a mitzorah? Is he allowed to do work? Teku. Avel asur b'nechitza. A mourner is not allowed to bathe. Nechtiv. Ve'al tasuchi shemen. So God told the Ya'azkel, ve'al tasuchi... Well, where was this from? This was... No, this was not Yehazkel. This is in Shemuel. Alta Suchi Shem is when Yoav told the lady from Tikoah to go to see David. So he tells her, you know, and go unbathed. Alta Suchi Shem and don't put oil. Now, even though that's anointing, the Yehudah says, Urchitza Bechlal Sicha. That bathing is including in an anointing. Because we have a, we have a Pispasuk that says that she says, Urchitza Bechlal Sicha. Look at that she, Dichtiv. Right, so the Gemara that Pasuk over there compares in Tehilim, Mayim Bekirbo, Ukshemin Ba'asmotav. So putting water on the body is like putting Shemin and Asmotav anointing. So therefore it's the same, it's the same thing. So therefore we see um, she, was, she was forbidden to bathe as well. Fine. I mean, obviously, there's a question on this pasuk because sounds like you're drinking water. Doesn't sound like you're putting water on your body. So some don't have this. Uh, if you look at the rashash, I don't have the rashash in front of me, but the rashash uh, quotes a different pasuk. And then the Me'idi says that uh, bathing is included in anointing because normally people that anoint themselves, they bathe themselves first. So therefore, it's just uh, it's part of the process. Okay. Ayen Rashash. Menudeh ma'u 
What about a menudeh? So it's eskimunukeh. It's permissible berechitza. Amar of Yosef. There we go again. Tashema. Keshe amru asur berechitza. By the public fasting. They said that the end of the last fast is severe. And one of the things that I'm allowed to do is what? Bathe. Lo amru ela kol gufo. It's only forbidden to bathe kol gufo, the whole, the whole body. Aval panav yadav raglav. But they're able to wash their hands and their face um, and their legs. And we go again. And we find the same laws by sounds like what? That they cannot bathe. And it sounds like what? All the laws of uh, the 13th fast, the last fast, and Aven and Minudeh are going to be similar. No, regarding the the other laws, not the laws of bathing. Could be that Minudeh and uh, is allowed to bathe. And if we have no ayah from Tani, it's only comparing it to some of the other laws. Okay, what does that answer? Mitzorah ma'ubirchitzah. What about a Mitzorah? Permissible birchitzah? The Gemara says, Tiku. Avel asur bin ilata sandal. A mourner is not allowed to wear shoes. Midikamar de rachman ali chaskel. Back to chaskel. And here he tells him, Un'alecha tasim benaglecha. Put your shoes on. Implying that everybody else is going to be Asur. Rabbi, uh, how come with Yaskikel sometimes we're doing Michlal and sometimes we're taking it literally? Like when it comes to the Torah, it says Dom, it says, okay, oh, so you see you're not allowed to do no, Torah. It's, it's because cer- cer- certain things Hashem told them to do. Kind of Question is on Yaskikel. Well, why did God tell yeah, him to keep will, certain laws of Abelut and not keep other laws? So then how can we learn the Michlal? I mean, uh, how do you know which ones are Avelut and which ones are... Like he tells him, don't. Obviously, if he's telling him, what do you have to tell him for? Right, so he's telling I mean... I, no, I, we I, know, I, no, no, going in, we know everybody has a chayuf to study Torah. That's, that's the right. starting point. So he's telling him, don't. He's telling him, because you're Avel, stop doing what everybody else is doing. So that, that implies... No, but, then, but the Michlal is you. You have to... Uh, you have to stop other people. No. That's what's in the whole thing. No, 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 so, so that's the point. Because we know he was Avel. We know he was Avel. Right. So therefore, certain things... Right. Certain things God told them keep as an Avel and certain things not. Th- that's a separate question. Why certain things he kept and why certain things not. Yeah, no, no. It's not my question. My question is why we're... Why we're saying, okay, we, 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 t- we tell him... We tell him, uh, Dom. And then we're saying, from there we learn that you're not allowed to learn Torah. He tells him... I understand you asking, ask, ask, how could you make the implication? Because, because bottom line, he, right, because bottom line, he was Avel. Right. Bottom line, he was Avel. So why would God tell him Dom then? Only Yehazkel, why should Yehazkel's... I mean, you're asking, just like Yehazkel's uh, morning is different than Gabe, the things that he's not supposed to do, maybe it's different than Gabe, the things he should he's do. supposed to do. Right. right. Okay. I hear your question. I hear your question. Anybody have anything on that? Okay. Gemara continues. Gemara continues. Abel asubin yata sandal. Okay, mourner is not allowed to wear shoes, like we just said. Medikamal rechamali chaskel un alecha tasim beraglecha. You have to wear your shoes. Michlal dekul alma asur. Implying everybody else is going to be asur. Good. Menude. Mahu bin ilat as sandal. What about a minudeh? Someone that's excommunicated because he wears shoes. 
Back to the story in Ta'anit. Amal of Yosef, Kishe Amru Asur bin Ilat Sandal. On these public fasts, when we said what? That it's Asur to wear shoes, Lo Amru Ela Ba'il. That's only talking about when he's in the city. If he's traveling on the road, he's allowed to wear shoes. So what does he do? When he goes out on the road, he can put on his shoes. But when he gets back to the city, he removes his shoes. We find the same item by Minudeh and Abel, implying that what? That a Minudeh is going to be Asur to wear shoes. The Gebra says, My labakunu, and it seems all the laws are similar. So just like the fasting, they don't wear shoes, so too menudeh. The Gebra says, No, ashara could be by the other practices, but not by wearing shoes. And if we have no ra'ayah, menudeh, the his law of shoes. Mitzurah, ma'u bin ilat asada, what about a mitzurah, can he wear shoes? The Gebra leaves that in a tekwa. Avel asu, but Avel is asu to have married relations, dikhtib. That's after they lost their child. So it's after they finished their mourning period. It says David comforted his wife. And then and only after he went with them. What do you see from them? That before he comforted them, before, before the Abdul was finished, they were forbidden to be with each other. What about a minute? Interesting proof. All the years that the Jewish people were in the Midbar, they were considered excommunicated when they complained about Eris Israel. So when the spies came back, so they were Borei Olam, put them in a you know perpetual nidui for forty years. But we know that they still had the Tashmisha Mita. How do we know they had Tashmisha Mita? But as she look at those for a second. We know that they were multiplying. We know there was uh, people being born uh, in the Midbar. So therefore there's no, no question on that. And we know that they were menudim. So the Gemara says, We have no proof. Maybe menudel shaman, which was the case in the Midbar, is different. And the reason why they're able to have Tashmish is the kill. Because maybe Minudeh, Minashemah, is, is, is less severe. The Gemara says, less severe? Kill? Ha'amat Hamir. The past doctor, you've been telling me that Minudeh, Shemaim is more severe. Now you're telling me that Minudeh, Shemaim is more lenient? The Gemara says, Sapukem Mesafkeden. We actually have a Safek. We don't know if it's more strict or more lenient. Therefore, Zilachi Kamad Chilem. And therefore, if you're going to try to learn a stringency from Menudela Shamayim, we'll come along and tell you, no, Menudela Shamayim is more hamur. And if you're going to want to tell me a leniency from Menudela Shamayim, we'll tell you, no, Menudela Shamayim is more lenient, which means we'll push you this way, we'll put you that way, because we really have a safik. Now, what would be the, uh, what would be the sefer? I understand the sefer, I have to say it's more hamur. Hashem is putting the person in, uh, in hiding. Okay, that's Menudeh, the Shemaim is more Hamun. But what's the Sevarat to say that Menudeh, Menas Shemaim would be more, more Kal? So he says over here from the Tosfot Arosh, um, because having marital relations is a mitzvah. 
So there was since both the person who is an excommunicate and the mitzvah belong to God, we can assume that God does not want his heavenly excommunication to prevent his creatures from performing his commandments. An earthly court, on the other hand, is not in this unique position of authority to differentiate between mitzvot and non-mitzvot mourning rites. Therefore, once they put a communication, excommunication, it's, it's on everything. Bore Olam is the one that commanded you to do the mitzvah, but Olam is putting it in the hayrim, and then he do it. So he can, he can make a differentiation. The hayrim he do it is up until tashmish. Because I want you to do tashmish, that's a mitzvah. But Olam can differentiate because he's the commander. Mashi'inkin, when a, a court puts it on, could be it's muhammur. They can't differentiate. Finish it. And he do it, and he do it. Nice. Gemara comes along and says, Okay, next question. What about a mitzorah legabe tashmish amita? Tashema letanya. V'yashav mechutz la'aholo. So it says that the mitzorah, for seven days, for sure, when he's counting his seven days, he has to sit outside of his tent. He's like a excommunicate and then a mourner. Ve'asur beferush betashmish amita. How do we know that? Because it says, Ve'en aholo ela ishto. Because what it says when he sits outside of his tent, it means away from his wife. How do we know Aholo is his wife? Shneimad lech emor dem shuvu lachem laaholechem. After matan Torah, Boreolam says to the people, you can go back to your wives because they were forbidden to be with their wives for the three days prior to matan Torah. So therefore, you see over here the mitzvah is forbidden shema mina. Now we had a machlok. If you remember early in the Gemara. At which stage is the mitzvah asud? Everybody agrees he's asud during the seven days of counting. The question is, is he asud also at the time of when he becomes a mitzvah muhlat? That we saw Rashi, Tosfot, different opinions. Tosfot reminds us of that. If you look at Tosfot, v'yashav mechutz l'ma'aholo pirush b'mesifro. Right, for sure during his counting. U'bimehaluto peligibale'en. That's a malogat during haluta. Nechlat, is he asud b'tashmish or not? Now the Gemara says, wait, but the Gemara compared the Mitzvah to a Menudeh and an Abel. So therefore we should learn from there that Menudeh and Abel also is Asur Be Tashmish Amitah. At least for Menudeh. Abel, we proved it already, but let's prove Menudeh. It doesn't say that he is forbidden like a Menudeh. He's like a Menudeh and Abel. They get about other things. They mean the Regarding other things, the Mitzvah and the Menudeh are similar. That's Sunnam with the Shishamita. But the Mitzvah is something even more s- s- severe than the Menudeh. He's Asur B'Tashmish Hamita, but you have no proof <coughs> if the Menudeh is going to be Asur B'Tashmish Hamita. Now the Gemara has another question. Aven, Eno Meshaliyah Korbenotav. A mourner is not allowed to send his Korbanot to the Beit HaMikdash. With a uh, with with a shaliyah. Okay, it seems that the Abel cannot go himself to the Beit Hamikdash. That's not even a question. The question is, can he send it to an agent? And the Gemara is saying he cannot. De Tanya, Bishim Onomer Shelamim. But why is it why is the Torah called a korban a shelamim? Bezman shehu shalem. That only when the person literally is whole. Whole, I guess, when he's feeling, you know, normal, when he's calm, when he's not uh, broken, meaning sad. And not when he is onen, meaning, onen means uh, mourning, meaning he's not, uh, he's not himself. Look at Rashi. 
לפי כך נקראת ושלחו קורבנותיהם, but they sent their קורבנות to the, um, in the, in the, in the משכן. The קורבן תמיד was born every day, and that's the קורבן of the people. So that we see, they, were, they sent their agent to go bring the קורבן on their behalf. And that's what Tosfot again said, and that same Tosfot that we saw, ושמשו מיטותיהם, וכן גבי שלחו קורבנות בסמוך שמא יש תוכי ההקים מן הפסוקים. Tosfot says maybe there's proof in the פסוקים that they sent their קורבנות. Maybe we have some ra'aya. How do you know they sent the korbanot? We have a proof somewhere that korbanot were definitely brought in the midbar. Therefore, the Gemara is bringing a, uh, a solid proof from there. Amar Abayeh. The Gemara goes the other way now. Ve'dilma minudel ha'shamayim shani. Dekir. Maybe minudel ha'shamayim is more lenient. Like we, now we'll, 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 we'll put the Tosfot Aroshin now and explain. The God that commanded the nidui is also the God that commanded korbanot. So it could be he could differentiate that I'm putting you in Yiduah, but I still want you to serve me to bring korbanot. So you have no ra'ayat to a menudeh that's levied by a bedin. The Gemara says, kiel, hold it. Now you tell me menudeh l'shalom is more lenient, ve'amart hamir. You told me till now that it's more hamur. And the Gemara says the same answer that we said above. So we actually have a doubt whether it's more strict or whether it's more lenient. And therefore, umad And then we push off. When you try to tell me a stringency, we'll say, no, maybe it's only stringency because it's more hamur. When you tell me a leniency, we'll say, maybe it's only over there because it's more lenient. So we push it in both ways, but it actually remains a doubt. Mesorah, ma'u shishalea korbenotav. What about a mesorah? Is he allowed to send his korbanot to the Beit HaMikdash through an, an agent? <clears throat> okay, now, this is a big question over here, Tosfotas. How can he send the sacrifice? Uh, the law is that the owner has to make semicha. And that you have to do in the, in the Beit HaMikdash itself. And we know the Beit HaMikdash cannot even enter the Beit HaMikdash. So what's the she'elah to bring a, a, a korbanot over here? If you look at Tosfot, uh, Tosfot says, um, let's see over here. So he comes along and he says, <coughs> Yeah, he writes, He says over here, was well, how can he bring it? You're going to have to make a semicha. And what's his answer? So he quotes from the Ritma. That the Ritma wants to answer uh, that where it's impossible for a person to perform the mitzvah of semicha, he can bring it without it. Uh, so it's not ma'akiv. Okay, so therefore, the question was, can he bring his korban idea an agent and forget about semicha? Okay. Kebala comes along and says, Tashema, Netanya, we have a Braita. 
ואחרי טהורתו. אוקיי, so what was this referring to? ואחרי טהורתו. That a Kohen, let's say, became Tameh. So obviously he has to purify himself before he can start serving again in the, uh, in the Beit HaMikdash. What does that mean? Ahar pirishato minamet. That means after he separates himself from the met and he finishes the seven-day, obviously, purification because he has tum'ah, shiv'at yamim yispirulu. He has to count seven days. Elu shiv'at yameh sefiro. That's referring to the seven days uh, of what? Of the mitzvah. Which means this guy over here, the Kohen that we're talking about in this Pasuk, became double Tameh. He was Tameh Met, and he was also Tameh Metzorah. So the Pasuk says that when it says that's referring to the seven days that he has to count in order to purify himself from the Metzorah. And then it says, so where's the Gemara learn from over there? The Gemara is saying, Zu ha'asilita Normally a Kohen, when he, uh, when he, uh, when he's, uh, uh, is inaugurated to become a Kohen Gadol, so he has, a Kohen, he has to bring a special Korban. <clears throat> and that's what, asilita efa. So therefore, after the, uh, um, the, the Tumah is done, he brings asilita efa, according to the Bihuda. We'll read that she in a minute. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, Ubiyom bo'o yakriv, bizman shina'uy libi'ah, na'uy la'klaba, here's our proof. When he's worthy to go into the Beit HaMikdash, meaning he's not Tameh anymore, he's worthy to bring korbanot, bizman shina'uy la'uy libi'ah, enu ra'uy la'klaba, and therefore we see a mitzorah that's obviously not fit to go into the Beit HaMikdash, and not fit to go and bring korbanot. Let's read the Rashi's over here, Rabotai, on the bottom of... Yisperulah. <laughs> Right. When you say Shiva Sefira, Sefira is always Lashon when he becomes a Mitzorah. If it's just Hazaah, it would say seven days for Hazaah, three and seven. So then we we'll talk about a Kohen that also is a Mitzorah, that he needs seven days of counting. And then what? Ubiyom Bo'o. Ubiyom Bo'o, Ubiyom Tahorato, Keti Bikohen Gadol. Right. If he's a Kohen Gadol, then he has to bring in Asli Ta'ifa, which is the normal uh, uh, Korban that. Uh, they bring. So what does she say? On top of Ted Zayin. Zu Asili Right, when the, the first day of his service, when he goes back to service, he has to be an Asili Taifa. Like it says, Ze Korban Haron Ubana. Ze Korban Haron Ubana, Vashe Yakibu Hashem, Beyom Himashachoto, Asili Taifa. We have Niran Ubanad. Right, it's not, it's a regular law, nothing that we're talking. Alma, but here's the point. 
כמה שלא היה יכול להקריב קורבנו עשירית היפה עד שנטהר מטומאת מת. Oh, that's the point. Only once he becomes tahor from his met, or in this case his sarat, can he actually win the asli taifa. It's such that he's not even, even, even able to send it to an agent. He cannot bring it at all. Only when he's ra'uy to go in, he can be bringing it, either himself or to an agent. So therefore you see what? A mitzorah cannot send his offering through an, right, korban, through an agent. Okay, when I answer this question regarding mitzorah, but Rabbi Shimon's opinion in the bright, according to Rabbi Shimon, to be understood in conjunction with the preceding verse, which deals with the topic of Kormstuma and Sarat, and therefore some Abodak, we saw in Nashi, from where we extrapolate to the case of any Tameh individual that may not bring offering to the temple until he is purified. Okay. And Tosfot has a contradiction because he says that actually a, a Tamir guy can send his Kurbanot. So Tosfot learns it's only talking about Mitzorah. Mitzorah is a special deen. But not any other uh, Tamir. So that's a big mahluk amongst the Rishonim, it seems. Like other, uh, other types of Tamirim, can they send their Kurban or not? Tosfot sounds like, yes, it's only the Mitzorah that has this restriction. Other Rishonim have to answer that question. Anyway, this is the end of the... Uh, all these questions over here, you can probably make a chart to figure out all these uh, all these items. Okay, we'll stop over here.